0: Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for your grace and your mercy and your love. We thank you for these mighty men of God who step up to pray, who pray for those who may not even know when they're praying, but you see all and you know all. Meet everyone right where they need, their needs need to be met. We, we pray, O oh God, that you forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For those men who are struggling with their flesh, Help us all to continue to yield to your spirit, to not walk in the flesh, to fulfill the lust of the flesh, but walk in the spirit, in the victory that we already have, in the liberty we already have. Help us, our liberty is not a license to sin. Lord, um, we can't keep running red lights in life, and we can't even run stop signs. Let us obey your truth, live by your truth, not... Um, go against the grain, but let us stand and go with the current of love and truth of your word. For you said, "You are the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by by you." And we pray, O oh God, that if we call you Lord, and and we know that you are Savior, Lord, let us love you to obey you. Um, equip us, Father, this night. Pray for the gift of teaching. Um, any of your servants can stand behind his sacred desk. I pray, O God, that you hide me behind the cross, that they see all of Christ and none of me. You get all the glory and all the praise. Do your name. Help us as men to encourage, but not lift up any man, uh, to esteem others better than ourselves, but not to praise men, but to lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. For the matchless name of Jesus, thank you for your death, your burial, and your resurrection. If no one knows it at all, you love them enough to die for them. You love them enough to be buried for them. You love them enough to rise from the dead just for them, that they may have a right to the tree of life. And we thank you, O God. Use us as instruments of God to preach your word in, a, in times such as these, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you brought your Bible, if you have an electronic device or whatever you want to use, please turn with me to the book of Jude. We probably went over this, but um, the Lord put this back on my heart, pressed upon me the importance of this because of the times in which we are living. So turn to the book of Jude. And if you go to chapter 10, you went too far. (laughs) If you even go to chapter 2, you went too far. Amen. Um, I'm planning to get a new Bible, um, so I'm using my laptop because I want to read out of the LSB, the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the King James and the New American Mixed. It's pretty, pretty good. It's a sexy, uh supposed to be more accurate than uh, King James, but I'm not a religious King James fanatic. I love her King James, but um i like to read stuff that makes sense and that's in context you know so anyway i will be reading from the lsb so it might sound a little different but nevertheless please follow along in your bibles with me jude 1 it says jude a slave of jesus christ and brother of james to those who are called beloved in god the father and kept for Jesus Christ may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you beloved. While I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt it necessary, the necessity to write to you exhorting that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints for certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turned the grace of our God into sensuality and denying our, our, our master and Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to lift up and highlight uh, the subject Defenders, not defectors. Defenders, not defectors. Many of us, we know what a defender is, but do you know that the this day and age in which we live, there are a lot of defectors? I mean, you can talk to... Uh, People who claim to be Christians that you might have talked had a conversation with years ago, and would you believe that some people have changed what they believe about the Bible? Defectors. A lot of times, and even in the life of believers, we are challenged to take a stand for the truth. Unwavering, not compromising, but standing in the gap for those who need to hear the truth. I don't know if you know it or not, but when Jude writes, he writes to, it's a general letter writing to the body of Christ. You do know that if you don't know Not only leaders, but the laypersons are called, everyone is called to be a defender of the faith. I mean, strapping up, putting the gloves on and getting it on. How can we defend what we don't know? Good question. I challenge all of us tonight, if you don't have a consistent Bible study, the Bible says, and I'm going to give a light rebuke right now through the Holy Spirit, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, study to show yourself approved unto the pastor, nope, unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you're not studying. How can you participate in defending the truth? Jude, he writes, he says, I'm a slave of Jesus Christ and brother of James, those who are called beloved in God, the father and kept for Jesus Christ. We are preserved. Our salvation is preserved in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Jude He says that he's a slave. Voluntary bond servant, Voluntary. He submits every day to resist sin and serve the Savior. It's kind of like the picture in first. Turn with me to first Thessalonians chapter one. First Thessalonians chapter one. And I'll say this: Go to verse nine and 10, First Thessalonians chapter one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And again, I'm reading out of the LSB all tonight, so for they themselves report about us what kind of entrance we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for for his son and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come Hmm. this is a great picture if you guys don't know it a great picture of repentance true biblical repentance How do I know that? Verse 9. True biblical repentance is God's SS plan. It's a turning from something and a turning to something. It's a turning from sin and turning to the Savior. It's pretty simple. What did the Thessalonians do? They turned from serving idols and they turned to... Serve the true and living God. Jude, back in Jude. He's a slave. He's kept. He recognized that the body is kept for Jesus Christ. I like that it says for Jesus Christ because for his purpose, for his mission. What was Jesus' mission when he came? To compel man to come to him. Are we sharing the gospel every chance we get? Don't answer that. That's between you and the Lord. As a matter of fact, when you look at the the last prophet in the New Testament, that was an Old Testament prophet by the name of John, he promoted... Proclaimed and preached Jesus. No greater prophet. Jesus calls him. There's no other greater prophet. But the least in the kingdom is greater than him. Who's the least in the kingdom? Those who receive him by faith. Let me ask you guys a question. Are you promoting Proclaiming, preaching Christ. God has called each and every one of us, whether young or old or in between, right? Amen. He's called us in order that we can use us to plant a seed or water in order to stand in the gap for truth. We follow him who is the epitome of truth, but we ought to promote and tell the truth, even when it hurts. When you look at John's life, he was a man that his clothing, camel's hair, pretty rough around the edges. He didn't have a decked out suit, bling, bling. You know, he had a camel's, he had a belt of leather and He ate locusts and wild honey. Honey, how about that? I'll tell you what kind of man he was physically. If he ate locusts and wild honey, he was not obese. Why am I bringing that up? Many times we think that like our temple, we can neglect our bodies. No, God wants to use us even physically. In order for us to have the longevity and the endurance spiritually and physically to carry out the gospel. A lot of the body of Christ is pretty overweight as a whole because we're not witnessing. We're not sharing. Don't let the enemy have you believe that god don't want your body to be fit it's nothing wrong with being fit for the kingdom as a matter of fact in ecclesiastes chapter 12 it says remember that your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days draw nigh when you say you are gonna have no pleasure in them he wants us to serve him young vibrant full of strength ready to go to stand on the front line so jew let me let me keep going he says, may, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you, beloved, while I was making every effort, excuse me, see my computer just shut down, it's okay, I got to back up, <laughs> <laughs> beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you earnest, exhorting you that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. Now, verse four says, for certain persons have not me, might they have crept in unnoticed those who were long before beforehand marked out for this condemnation ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ he's talking about apostasy as you look at the screen It should give you a picture in your mind what Christ have said already. Wolves in sheep clothing. If you don't know we have that today in a lot of churches, there are a lot of those who have crept in who are not in the faith, corrupting the faith, are trying to corrupt the faith. The masses to, de, to add to what Satan's plan is, which is to deceive all. So we, men of God, mighty men of valor. God is challenging us to be defenders of the faith. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Luke. Chapter 8, starting at verse 4. It's the parable of the sower. We're going to start at verse 4 and then I'm going to show you where, where we're going. Now when a large crowd was coming together and those from various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by a, of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Another seed fell on the rock, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Another seed fell among the thorns, and when the thorns grew up with it, they choked it out. Another seed fell into the ground, the good soil, growing up and produced a crop 100 times as great and he said these things he, he would call out he who has an ear to hear let him hear verse 9 and his disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant and he said to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God but to the rest It is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. Here it is, the interpretation of the parable. Verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Verse 13, and those on the rock are those who, when they hear, get this, receive the word with joy. And these have no roots. They believe for a while and in a time of temptation, underline it, fall away. That word there is apostasy, Apostasize, excuse me. Verse 14, and the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. And as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of life and do not bear ripe fruit. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Again, verse 13. And those on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. When Jude writes about contending for the faith, those who have crept in, he recognizes that the apostasy, he recognizes that. There are those who are going to come in, mask, that seemingly have the truth, but they don't. They don't. Turn with me to Second Thessalonians chapter 10. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 10, excuse me. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse 10. And with all the deception of unrighteousness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. The soil, the seed that falls on the soil of rock, they receive it for a little while. It's not true faith. How do you know? Because it can't take root, and when it can't take root, there's no fruit. Here we see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, these apostates they're going to perish. Because they have not received the love of truth to be saved. It's a reception with perseverance, endurance, the fruit of the Spirit. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 14, verse 9. And in the Greek Septuagint, this is where the word apostasy is also found in the Greek Septuagint. Numbers 14, verse 9. It's going to paint a good picture for us. It says, but as for you, only do not rebel against Yahweh and do not fear the people of the land, for they are of Our bread, their protection has been removed from them and Yahweh is with us. Do not fear them. So we see the word rebel, rebel. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter two, Jeremiah two. We're going to paint a picture of what apostasy looks like. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 19. Your own evil will chastise you and your acts of faithlessness will reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is evil and bitter for you forsake Yahweh, your God, and the dread of me is not in you, declares Lord Yahweh of hosts. So in numbers talks about rebellion. Jeremiah talks about forsaking. Let's turn to Hosea chapter 11, verse 7. We're going to. Jump around. Good Bible practice, right? Bible drill, amen? Hosea chapter 11, verse 7. I feel like an, an advantage because I'm, I'm, I'm doing it electronically, only because I'm reading out of LSB. So, But skip practice. God bless you. Hosea chapter 11 verse 7. It says, so my people are hung up on turning from me. Though they call them. Though they call them to the one on high. None at all exalts him. Okay. So we have the word rebel, forsake, turn. Rebel, forsake. Forsake. Turn. Apostasy is to rebel against the truth, excuse me, rebel against the Lord, to forsake truth, and to turn from God. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 6. This is a good one. Hebrews Chapter Six Concerning Apostasy. Hebrews Six You guys there? Amen. All right, Hebrews 6, 1 through 6. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings about the Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of teaching about washing and laying on hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. For in the case of those having been enlightened, having tasted of the heavenly gift and having become partakers of the Holy Spirit and having tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and having fallen away. It is impossible to renew them again to repentance since they again crucified to themselves the son of God and put him to an open shame. What is that talking about? Let's go real slow. It's talking about the apostasy. How do you know it? Look at the key words. Look at this verse four for in the case of those who haven't been enlightened. So they got some light. See the truth. Haven't tasted of the heavenly gift. So they've tasted. Have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. So they know about the Holy Spirit. Haven't tasted the good works. The good word of God, only taste it. And the powers of the age to come, having fallen away, is impossible. What, what is he saying? He's saying people who come in the church, who have tasted of the word of God, see the truth of God, fallen away, it's impossible for them to be saved. What is he talking about? What's the difference between tasting and eating? You can taste something and never receive the benefits of it nutritiously if you don't consume it. Remember, we have to eat the word. So when the Bible talks about people tasting in Hebrews, this is talking about people who have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. They are not saved. Camouflage, crept in unbelievers tears shaft that's going to burn up turn with me to the book of john i mean matthew Go to verse, go to verse nine. I mean, go to verse ten. Excuse me. Chapter three, verse eight. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter three, verse eight. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Accountability. I need that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you. I appreciate it. Matthew chapter three. So this is John the Baptist, right? He's he's preaching. He's baptizing in the wilderness. People are. Flocking out and grows to repent. Guess who shows up? The religious leaders. Now, verse eight, therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So, John, he basically blasts the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He calls them in verse seven. You brought a vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Why would he call them? He, then he says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. How do how could John see the fruit that they were hypocritical? How do you know? Well, let me tell you, pretty simple. They wasn't in the water repenting. <laughs> they were at the scene participating in the church service in the Duncan but they themselves didn't get in and repent. How many people come to church? They at the scene but they ain't in. They at the game but they not a fanatic. They on the sideline Saying, coach, put me in. But when it's time, they never go in. Let's keep reading. He says, and do not suppose that you can say to yourself, we have Abraham, our father. Uh, for I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. What, what stones are we talking about? He's talking about the stones in the Jordan River. He's saying that God, he don't need your kind of faith. God is able to do a creative work. Resurrect these stones whose ancestry is tied all the way to Abraham. You don't need. Why? Because Abraham was the father of the what? Faith. Just keep reading. Then he says, verse 10, the axes lay already at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I. And I'm not not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. There's only three baptisms in the Bible. You know that, right? The baptism of repentance, which is water, a water baptism. Let 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 me make it simple. Water baptism, the fire, and the Holy Spirit. Now, some people think that we got the water baptism, John the Baptist, you know, We got the Holy Spirit right on the day of Pentecost. But what's this fire about? I'm going to tell you what the fire is about. The fire is about the lake of fire in Romans chapter 20. I mean, Revelation chapter 20. Those whose name is not written in the book of life. That's the baptism. How do I know that? Because John, he starts off, he says, flee from the wrath to come. The lake of fire represents, not paradise, wrath. So we have water, baptism, Holy Spirit, baptism. You receive that when you believe, sealed by the Holy Spirit, right? Ephesians. And then you have fire baptism, which is judgment. Let's keep reading. I'm going to back up what I'm saying. He says his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he would gather the wheat into the barn, but he would burn up the chaff, and with what? Unquenchable fire. That sounds like uh, everlasting fire. So, So a lot of false teachers teach that the fire in this text is the Holy Spirit. No, it's not. I don't want this fire, because this fire is equated to those who are chaff and not wheat. Last time I checked, chaff, Is worthless and weightless and is only good for firewood. Let's keep going. So, what are we saying? Judgment is coming to the apostates. They think they're getting away with it, they're trying to blend in. Now, we can have some in this room. I don't know, the Lord knows. But those who truly know the Lord, our job, our mission, not our job, our mission is to carry out the message of God's truth. If you look at everywhere on the TV, you have so many churches defecting from the truth of God's word. Let's go to second. Let's go to second Timothy chapter four. Second Timothy chapter four. Verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching teachings of demons. There's a lot of demonic teaching heresies going around today. No, no, I'm sorry. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. I'm sorry, brother. I, I got my contacts on, not my glasses. First Timothy chapter four. Verse one. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm having a lot of mistakes to show you guys that God can even use an infallible man like me. <laughs> Praise God. First Timothy chapter four, verse one, it says, but the spirit express, explicitly says that in the latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. You guys see that? Second Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter Two. Verse 20. Second Peter chapter two, verse 20. And that's going to be 20 through 22 if you want to write those down. For if they are overcome, having both escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and having again been entangled in them, then the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed on to the, onto them. The message of the true proverb has happened to them. A dog returns to his vomit and a soul after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. A pig now. The apostates. It's not like they don't have the truth. They have the truth, but they deny the truth. It's not like somebody who never heard it. We're not, or or it might be an error. You know, we all can be in error, right? We might say something that's an error. We're, we're talking about people who, have, who know the truth, but haven't received it, but claim they are a part of it. Let's turn turn to um, 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, and I'm almost done. 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, check the record, 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, it says, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they were of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it might be manifested that they all are not of us. Whew. That sounds like uh, Bible-toting Christians, so-called Christians, that have left the faith. Let me ask you a question. Is it possible to fall away from Jesus while coming to church? <laughs> Think about that. Yes. Yes. It's very important for us not to play church. You know, you ever heard of the saying, you can't play boxing? <laughs> we shouldn't play church. We shouldn't play with the Lord. Let's go to St. John chapter 6. Last one. You know what? We won't cover that. God is... You can close your Bibles too. God is challenging us to... Defend, contend for the faith, defenders of truth. There are a lot of churches not teaching the truth. There are a lot of believers not teaching the truth. I like to think that the men in here don't fall in that category. But I, what I want to encourage all of us to do, if we're not doing it, let's start getting more intensely in the Word of God. Like more than ever. Um, some of you guys are doing that. Praise God, right? Amen. Because God, he stirs up in us a will to do his will. We have to ask God to give us the strength to overcome. Uh, many of us are not disciplined. We didn't grow up with fathers that were so disciplined in a godly manner. So through the Holy Spirit, he is Training and teaching us all to become more like Christ, to be students of the word, to preach the word. When? When should we preach it? In season and out of season. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you, oh God, for your grace. We thank you for the challenge for all of us. So much more could have been said, but we want to walk in your spirit, follow your spirit, obey your spirit. Lord, touch all of us, help all of us to overcome laziness and mediocrity from not studying your word. You're calling us to go deeper, just as you call Peter to come out into the deep. Lord, help us to get off the seashore and to go into the deep higher heights and deeper depths in you Lord to love you more to obey you more to deny our flesh take up our cross and follow you continually I thank you for these men of God I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love for each and every one of us, for being so patient with us, so gentle with us. Help us to grow. Sharpen up our tools, Lord, our swords, that we may fight the good fight of faith. For your Bible, the word says, without faith is it impossible to please you. Lord, give us the faith that we need. We're more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your love, your kindness, your gentleness, your patience, your long-suffering. Thank you, Father. Bless us all this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.